Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back, everyone. And first of all, I'd like to say happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, Some of you guys are taking a four-day weekend, and I appreciate that. I'm going to challenge all of you. Oh, by the way, the topic that we're talking about today is the continuation and the completion of the topic of buyer agency. And it is our theory, and today we're going to be giving you what I think you guys will agree is compelling reasons to believe that we're right about this, that buyer agency is, using Gina's title, is knocking on death's door. So we believe that buyer agency in its present form, where the seller just automatically pays the commission, where all that is working the way it is working now, we believe that that is going to become something of a – I don't know what you want to call it, a dying breed. And in many parts of the country, we're going to start seeing a complete sea change in the expectations of how that works. And so those of you who are basically being dependent or have only been in real estate uh, in your entire careers, it's always been about buying buyer leads and working with buyers, you guys might be facing a very serious challenge to your business model. And we're going to give you some more compelling, what we feel is compelling reasons why to believe that's going to happen, and then we're going to tell you what to do about it. So, Julie, before we get to that, I believe you have someone you'd like to acknowledge, one of our listeners, or someone from Facebook. Yes, from Facebook, and it's highly likely that I'm about to kill her last name because there are about 40 letters in it. So, my apologies, but it's uh, Anna in Hackensack, New Jersey. I think it's Anna Papotsakis. Sorry if I screwed that up. But she has a fantastic example of a way to expand your center of influence to get people's phone numbers, email addresses, etc. She recently organized and hosted her own high school reunion. She had everyone sign in the guest book, and now she's in the process of sending each and every one of them handwritten cards thank you cards to their actual addresses and has just created the directory for her 20-year class reunion. So I thought that was a brilliant idea and a way to connect and reconnect and, and recreate your center of influence, especially those of you who are living where you grew up. And these are houses that you should be selling when people are moving up and down and sideways and out of town and relocating and all these different reasons that they should be trusting you with their real estate sales. Everyone complains about it's hard to get addresses, real phone numbers, email addresses. Well, Anna found a great solution to that. So that's something that virtually everyone can do. Just wanted to give her a shout-out. She's in uh, uh, Woodcliffe Lake area of New Jersey. So if you guys have any outbound referrals to New Jersey, she's your gal. And then uh, there's a discussion going on on the private Facebook page about how to utilize the Make Me Move listings on Zillow. So a lot of agents are getting into that as a result of our low inventory concerns that uh, you discussed with Amber yesterday. Amber. So I think it's related to uh, Amber Yes, uh, yesterday. And, and so Make Me Move is one of those categories that perhaps there are some off-market homeowners that you can be selling, listing, et cetera. So I thought that was a great discussion to have going on. Back to you. 
A couple uh, reminders for those uh, existing members. Make sure you guys are over on the private Facebook page. You take advantage of our free T-shirt offer. It's the T-shirts, the top. Right. So you guys know we're coming out with our next new book called Harris Rules. It's supposed to be coming out uh, this year. And there are 30 rules that we're going to be sharing with all of you guys in the book. Rules of, I think, it's our business and life philosophy. And I think a lot of you guys, well, I know because so many tens of thousands of you listen to us every day. I know a lot of you guys are going to love the book. So we took those rules and we made them into t-shirts and you guys can go and get a free t-shirt that's for members only so those of you who are uh, premier coaching members make sure you hop on over there and we the only thing you have to pay for is the shipping and the handling and also another quick reminder for members if your pre-listing pack is not completed our pre-list pre-listing pack service is also available our internal marketing gal jovel will create your pre-listing pack for you uh, so for those of you who've used the excuse that it's too complicated you don't want to have to learn to use graphics programs i understand completely she'll do it for you um, and the information is also over on the website and one last quick announcement and this is for everyone members or not next week is expired palooza yes i know it's also the fourth of july but expired palooza if you're listening to us for the first time and this is the only time you'll ever listen to us here's what i want you to remember the best time to be calling expireds and i know some of you guys are in markets where you're going to swear up and down that there's no expireds there's no inventory there's no this that and the other what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of really fantastic houses expiring just because they're mispositioned on the market overpriced or some other really easily fixed problem, and those listings are going to start expiring throughout the rest of the year. Unless you work in a market that is a vacation market, uh, this from you know July forward, you're going to see a lot of activity in July, August, and then as people start thinking about kids going back to school and the holidays and whatnot, the traffic is going to slow. That's just seasonally how it works in most of the country. It's just a normal uh, bell curve, nothing to be shocked or surprised about. But here's what I want you guys to know. There are still tons of opportunity to list expireds, tons of opportunity to list the expireds that were listed at the beginning of the year that are expiring literally right now. And if you guys would just muster the courage to call those folks, you would find so many of them be willing to do business. Now, why is business with you? Now, why is it uh, that next week is so special? And this is the sort of, you know, you guys have been calling expireds forever. You hate it when I get emails from you telling me, asking me, begging me to stop letting the masses of agents that listen to us know this. But <laughs> Here's a little secret for all of you. The best time to call expireds is on the last day of the month and the first day of the following month. But the better than that best time to call is going to be over a holiday because everyone's going to be home. We have one of those weird occurrences. There's only a handful of them throughout the year where basically the last day and the first day fall over a holiday. And right now, next week, Monday and Tuesday, really Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, guys, home run opportunity for you to call expireds. If you are a seasoned expired prospector, I strongly strongly encourage you to put your big boy pants on or big girl pants on and really drill down and stack your listing inventory up so you guys can ride the wave of this incredible seller's market that so many of you guys are continually uh, trying to experience. So look, guys, that's the bottom line. If you know, Do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Do it over the 4th of July weekend. Set a specific goal of setting and taking maybe five listings, three listings, 10 listings, 20 listings, whatever your number is. Do it. Don't let this you know special time of year get by. We're going to take a quick coffee break, and when we come back, we're going to get to the final points on is the death knell of buyer agency upon us. Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris is brought to you in part by Firepoint. Growing a real estate business is all about knowing your numbers. Long-term success in real estate is knowing how to capitalize on those numbers daily. 
As the head of your team, whether it's one, 100, or even 1,000 people, FirePoint is the all-in-one business solution for you. Created by agents for agents, FirePoint is more than just another CRM. FirePoint offers a complete picture of your business. From lead generation to team management and accountability and the best return on investment reports in the industry, FirePoint is the solution that is focused on what matters, showing you the most profitable path to more closed transactions. Schedule a free demo at FirePoint.net. Okay, guys, we are back. So let's talk about this. what we suspect is going to be happening with buyer agency, what you're going to start seeing, um, how it's going to affect your possibly your pocketbook and your brokers and office managers and team leaders and all of you guys need to really be paying attention to this. So I wrote this point down for you first, and this is kind of a summary answer to all the emails that we get, all the questions we have from all of our listeners. And all of you guys are all kind of all panicking about this topic amongst other things. And so I'm going to give you the, the summary answer to all the questions you'll ever be asking of Julie and I, and here it is. The answer to all your lead generation questions, your market slowing down questions, your price adjustments questions, your buyer pre-qualification motivation questions, your, your market change questions, the answer to every question that you'll ever have about real estate is always, the answer is always this, more listings. I want you guys to write that down. <laughs> really. I mean, the answer to all your problems that you have in real estate, the butthole plant you don't want to deal with anymore, the problematic closing, the, you know, this, that, and the other, the office that's having problems recruiting agents. So this is in all the, the team leaders and the, my buyer leads suck and Zillow leads and this and the other, all the answers to all the questions that you will ever have about how to be successful in real estate is always joy. Become a listing agent, and not just dabbling in it either. Become an excellent listing agent. So you can list anything you feel like in any neighborhood, in any price range, because you know you've got the skills. Be the listing agent. The listing agent always wins. Newsflash. So I had a great – I had what I hopefully he'll agree. It was a great coaching call with Mr. Mark Kuhn, and he's a listener, so I'm giving him a little recognition right now. And Mark and Kay Kuhn, and, uh, and so we were having this – and they're in Florida. We were having this – you know, Mark started with me as a personal coach. He jumped in the deep end. I respect that about, I don't know, 60 days ago. And this guy was one, just like many of you. He was one, had the mindset of buying leads. I'm going to work with buyers. I'm going to – I have to go – you know, I have to buy leads from this source. I have to buy leads from that source. I want to form a team. I mean, he was all, he was on the deep end. He was completely following all these, you know, trends and talking like so many of you guys talk. Okay. Sound familiar? And so he was then telling, I asked him questions. I said, how long have you been trying to do this? What would then, what's the result? And he was beating himself up, you see. And this is what pisses me off about so much of the stuff that you guys are being solicited to purchase. It doesn't work, never will work, never has worked. Not like it's, you know, being sold that it works. So here'd be, I'll give you guys two examples. Julie, don't forget me, forget for me to share with them the Zillow calling Gary story, which I already told you, but I'm going to tell them this in a second. Yep. So I'm, so Mark was resisting. He was saying, oh, the team thing. How can all these people be telling me this? And now you're telling me the net from teams is, you know, 10% or less, you know, how can you be saying that this and the other thing? How, okay, so we, had, we went through all that, and I said, Mark, look, we'll go back and we'll answer all those questions and solve all those mysteries and, you know, all that. But here's what I want you to do first. I want you to go and I want you to spend the next, you know, 45 days with me, and I want you to let me show you how to become a powerful listing agent. That's what I did, and we're still doing it, right? And, but here's what he's doing. Consistently, on his own, he is setting, spending maybe an hour and a half every day, he's setting three and four listing appointments a week. 
He's doing that consistently. He has never prospected before. He's never really done. You know, he was. I mean, Mark, I don't. You're just like you were like a lot of other folks. You had fear of the phone. You had challenges, not things you weren't willing to do. All these conversations in your head about, you know, what if they say this? What if I have this situation happen? Not the whole thing. You had the whole gamut of emotions, and you still did it. Mad respect for you. I hope you're listening. And you know what? So many of you guys have experienced the same thing. And he's in one of these markets where there's no inventory. There were no expireds. He had all these excuses why he wasn't going to do it. But I helped him find the inventory. I helped him find many deep wells of potential sellers. He's calling them. He's getting results. He's starting to realize that all the other paths that he was chasing, the buyer agent, the building the team, the branding, the big website, the landing pages, the Facebook ads, the, all the people selling all kinds of leads, he now is totally and completely immune to all of that bullshit. And I have, I'm so happy for him and his wife awesome. because he now, for the first time – I know, Julie, it's cool, right? For the first time in now. his career, exactly, he feels free. He now, when those phone, when those salespeople call and they say, "Dude, your zip code's available. You want to buy your zip code for five thousand dollars a month?" You know, he can now say, "No, I can generate my own leads." He now has the confidence and is building the confidence to build his own listing inventory, to get to his listing number, his a magic number of listings, and he does not have to deal with all the crap anymore. And guess what happens? His life. And I talked to him about this today. Here's what Mark's life's going to be like. I'll share it with all of you guys. By I would say by the end of August, he is going to wake up in the morning. He's going to exercise. He's going to show appreciation for the people he loves, doing a little praying or meditating, and then he's going to hit the phones. His life is going to be about setting one pre-qualified listing appointment a day and taking one listing a day. Remember, this guy has never prospected before. He was almost exclusively working with buyers, almost exclusively chasing shiny objects, almost exclusively doing all the ridiculousness that so many of you guys are doing thinking that it's going to lead to a paycheck. He said all that aside, he finally accepted the fact that his long-term ever-increasing success is going to come from doing what he doesn't want to do when he doesn't want to do it at the highest level. And Mark Kuhn is doing it. He's kicking serious ass. So come August, here's how it's going to happen. Wake up in the morning, do his thing set his pre-qualified listing appointment in the afternoon. He's going to take his listing, and then at the end of the day, whenever that is, 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock, he's going to be done for the day. When he takes a listing, he is not going to service – he's going to service the seller in terms of basically providing a, a weekly call. But beyond that, the signs, the lockboxes, the brochures, the loading on the websites, the doing all the picture-taking, picture all that stuff is going to be delegated. And once the listing is in contract, he's going to negotiate the contract personally. He might negotiate the inspections if there are any, but for the most part, that's going to be delegated too. So his life is going to be about waking up in the morning, setting his pre-qualified appointment, and then in the, in the end of the day, he's going to you know, basically have a, a take a listing, and then he's going to get on with his life. Will every day be perfect? Of course not. But will he win 90% of the time when just following that very disciplined life? He will. And that means he can cut off and stop listening to and stop attending and allowing his mind to stop being distracted by all the pretty shiny objects because Mark has finally realized the power of being a listing agent. Now I want to give you guys another example. Uh, Gary Zahendas, uh, who I know doesn't listen every day, <laughs> he listens maybe two or three times a week, he is in Southern California. And he's a big listing agent in the Inland Empire. He's now moved to Orange County to Laguna Beach, and now he's starting to sell real estate there as well. So he gets a call. And Gary, guess what? He prospects. He does some other things to lead generate. He runs radio ads and things like that. He gets a call from Zillow, and um, you know he couldn't wait to tell me this on our coaching call last week. 
or this week rather. So he called. He, he he gets a solicitation from them, and oh my! They guess what? Have his his zip code available. He can be a premier agent and five thousand dollars a month, and this, that, and the other. And and he says, okay. So what do I get for that? What am I going to get for my twelve month contract at five thousand dollars a month for sixty thousand a year? What should I expect? And the guy told him. Obviously, I'll give the Zillow sales guy credit for saying the truth. He said, you will not see any results for at least 12 months. I give him honest respect for telling Gary the truth. And then Gary just basically said, why would I do that? Why would any of you do that? Why, why don't you just take $60,000 and go to Vegas? You'll get better results quicker than doing something like that. It makes no sense. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago maybe, all these things worked at a high level. They did work better when it wasn't so saturated, when there weren't so many companies selling the same leads, when there weren't so many agents, where they weren't you know, doing the same thing. But now, guys, the stuff is very ineffective, and some of you guys know that. Or you suspect it, but you're just not quite ready to accept it. So there's a mindset change that all of you have. So there it is. I want to share those two topics with you and those points with you. So, Julie, let's finish up why we think that buyer agency and its present incarnation is going to be rounding the bend and will become something of an exception in maybe probably the next four to five years, an agent being able to say, I work only with buyers is not going to be something you're going to see that often. And here's more reasons why. Sellers are going to press for commission reductions. Okay, traditional equal sharing of commissions between the listing agent and the buyer agent will be in flux. The listing agents will obviously say, listen, Mr. Seller, this is the fee I charge to list the house. The buyer agent commission is going to become optional. The buyer agent themselves are going to have to negotiate for their commission as part of the transaction. When the buyer themselves sees that you are that they're the ones that are subsidizing, paying for the buyer agent's commission, tell me how the nature of the relationship between you and that buyer changes. When you're selling that buyer a $300,000, a $500,000, a million-dollar house, and you're having to explain and rationalize to that buyer's agent why you are worth $9,000, $15,000, or $30,000, depending on your market and depending on your commission rate, how many of you guys are going to be able to do it? More importantly, and this is where I think the rubber meets the road, how many buyers are going to be willing to pay it? That's where I think the change is going to happen. How many buyers, when you guys are going to have to start justifying to them, just like a listing agent does, a listing agent has to go out to a seller's house, you know, negotiate, con uh, 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 compete, show what they're going to do, justify the service that they're going to provide, the fee that they're going to charge, why the seller needs to work with them. You know, it's real work. It's real salesmanship. It's having to have a real system. Buyer's agents traditionally have not had to have that. It was just a nice social conversation. Maybe you could bond over having, you know, grown up in the community or whatever it is, and then basically you're showing them houses. The conversation about your commission rarely came up because of the fact that the seller paid the commission. Now, what if the buyer has to start paying the commission? What are you going to do then? And like I said, how many of the buyers out there will willingly pay your commission uh, knowing that they can basically go directly to the listing agent. That's where, frankly, that's what scares the crap out of me, uh, out, of, out of this whole situation. That's why I'm scared for all of you, because you guys don't see that that's coming. Now, Julie, are we advocating dual agency as the only option? Is that really what we're talking about? Are we talking no, about dual agency absolutely. here? No, it's not the only option. There's other ways that we can 
certainly uh, coach them to go about that. A listing agent can, and a lot of agents don't know this, Tim, a listing agent can just represent the seller, but they can also double-end it without having to be a dual agent. There are ways to right. do that. So, you know, you guys have to know the ins and outs of your agency. Agency is already a bit of a black hole to try and explain to somebody. But, of course, you know, erring on the side of representing the seller is good. You can still do the deal without being a dual agent. And I think I have seen, and I think you probably would agree with this, Tim, I have seen more and more brokers going to that model where, yeah, they're doing the deal, there's both sides, but you are representing the seller. It is not officially a dual agency. And the deals still close, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, dual agency is not the only option. That's right. So for you guys who are thinking and you have the, this is the big buyer agent thing, right? Buyer agency has become like, and I, guys, buyer agency really started to come in vogue in really the late nineties, right? That's when you saw the ABR designation. That's when you saw people wanting to formalize, you know, being on the buyer side transaction. And of course, you know, it makes perfect sense, but Again, now, that was before buyers could really go to sellers and listing agents. That's before all the information became readily available. The, the democratization, if you want to call it that, of all this data that anyone can get their fingers on with just a quick, a quick couple of clicks on Google makes it so that I can find out what the school ratings are. I can find out what the property taxes are. I can find out where the child molesters live. I can find out you know, what the tax rates are. I can find out what the property appreciation or depreciation trends are. I can find out what the cost of re All that stuff is available instantly, probably even on a lot of your own websites, and you don't know it or your broker's website. So if all of a sudden the paradigm that the buyer's agent commission is automatically part of the transaction, Mr. Seller, and you can't really negotiate it, and if you don't pay the commission, they're not going to show the house. If all of a sudden that erodes, goes poof, no longer there, how many of you who are only who basically are dependent on selling buyers are going to be out of work? Now, Julie, you had a really interesting point, and, and we're going to talk about cracks. The reason this is definitely happening, that um, what was it? Oh, coming soon, right? So talk yeah. about why coming. Yes, go ahead. Well, I mean, coming soon, a lot of uh, agents who are primarily buyer's agents, they hate the whole coming soon strategies. What's the coming soon strategy? Well, it's listing agents keeping their listing out of the MLS for two weeks up to a month, maybe even if just a few days. And, you know, here in Texas, when we're driving around, we see it all the time there's coming soon. So you have a coming soon sign out. You do a sneak preview open house just for neighbors and friends. Well, why is a listing agent doing that exactly? So they can sell it themselves and not have to deal with all of you buyer's agents with their, your multiple offers and your demands and torturing them with texts and voicemails and requiring them to respond to everyone and then getting upset when you don't win. Listing agents don't like that. They like using coming soon strategies where they can control the entire transaction. So I feel, Tim, that the coming soon phenomenon, which started, I think, just from a coaching perspective, the first times that I saw it really take hold were in markets like San Francisco and Seattle where we're very um, inventory uh, starved, but has certainly taken over most of the country. This is a normal thing now. Some MLSs actually have an official uh, form for allowing this, and other MLSs are trying to outlaw it because buyer's agents are getting so upset about it. But this is a way that has already taken hold to eliminate the buyer side uh, representation, the buyer agency traditional model. And the thing that I think is interesting, Tim, is that so many buyer's agents who are so reliant on buyers Boy, they get so upset about this, almost like the buyer side is an entitlement in a way. They get mad when the That's buyer right. goes direct to the listing agent. They get mad when the buyer goes right to the new construction, new build rep. They get mad when a buyer buys through an open house. It's like they, 
buyer's agents think they are owed in a way that buyer side of the transaction. And when we see this going away from them, absolutely, you've got to sharpen your skills. You've got to have a, I'm seeing uh, buyer agents have to compete for the buyer business. Buyers are, especially millennial buyers, are interviewing agents for the job of being their buyer's agent. And sometimes they don't even choose to go that route. They say, you know what, to your point, Tim, I got everything I need online. I'll just represent myself. I have an attorney review the contract. You know, there's options. So buyer's agents, guys, you guys are going to be forced to sell your value proposition. And it's already happening. We've given you lots of examples. And what you're going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing listing agents are going to start – look, they don't have to work – they don't have to basically play ball with the buyer agencies, with the buyers out there. They can basically coming soon the sign, the listing. They can sell it to their own buyer. They can do all kinds of different things. And that's exactly what's already happening in the major marketplaces. And I like what Julie said. It's so true. Buyer's agents think they have an entitlement that they're somehow owed an equal shot at selling the house. No, you're not. I mean, the MLS might try to placate you. Your local board might try to placate you because you're a board-paying you know, member. But at the end of the day, the listing agent, and you guys know it, and those of you who aren't listing houses hate this fact, but the listing agent, they control the marketplace. They control whether you're going to get paid. Listing agents control whether or not you're even going to show their listing. It's a fact, Jack, in a seller's market like this. It's going to even be more amplified. And I in, listen to the interview I did yesterday with Amber. You know, a lot of inventory being taken out of the market for a long period of time by investors, not just investors wholesale, buying wholesale. There's investors across the country, and a lot of you guys are dealing with these guys, who are paying retail plus for houses and getting 8 8.5% cash on cash with no intention of selling these properties. I don't believe they're going to be putting these houses for sale. I don't believe this is an inflation play. I believe this is a long-term cash flow play. So, guys, here's the question you have to ask yourself. Where does all this go? Where does this, how does all this relate to you? What do you need to be doing right now to make it so that all of a sudden you don't wake up and realize that buyer agency, the very thing that you've been relying on to pay your bills, is no longer a viable business model? Now, this was back in the 90s. There was a change in the way that uh, government financing worked. And conventional financing, let's just call it government financing, because it basically is, as you guys know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Okay, so if you're not familiar with that, just talk to your local mortgage guy. But a vast majority of you, every single mortgage that your, uh, you know, your buyers or sellers are using are essentially conventional loans. Let's just assume that for most of you. So it was, I think, in the early 2000s or the late 90s, that the laws changed that actually were, allows for a buyer to have their buyer agency commissions financed as part of the transaction. I'm not sure if that's changed. A loan officer will certainly tell me in an email, tim at timandjulieharris.com. But that's an indication that the, the, it's essentially the, the chessboard is already set. You're going to see that very soon – Brokers, offices, they're going to see some of these you know, new virtual offices, all these different types of companies that are able to control inventory, that are focused on listings, are going to use as a value proposition to sellers. Listen, your total commission when you do business with us is going to be just the listing side. And if a buyer agency brings – a buyer agent brings a contract, that's going to go on top of the purchase price. Or that buyer's going to have to pay that directly in cash. That's where this change is going to happen. That's where you're going to see a lot of agents with no skill to become listing agents. They're going to fail, and they'll fail fast. Teams who are dependent on buying buyer leads, I've just given you the writing on the wall. 
brokers, office managers, this is going to happen. It's a natural progression of an increasingly competitive real estate environment. Tech companies are going to force this to happen. I talk with these guys. I promise you this change is going to happen. So the assumption, the entitlement that there will always be a buyer side commission on every transaction, I would not operate like that were true any longer. Remember I started out today's podcast by doing the best I could to explain to all of you that you need to migrate towards being listing agents. Now, hold on, Tim. Hold on. There's no way, if there's 5.5 million houses that get sold this year, there's no way there's going to be enough listings for all of us. At some point, there's going to have, you know, what's going to happen to all the rest of the agents that are out there? In my opinion, they won't be out there anymore. So what's going to happen is the big shift that's going to start happening is going to be away from agents who do not know how to be listing agents. That means there's going to be more competition on the listing side, more skills on the listing side are going to be required, and you're going to see the level of professionalism in real estate increase as a result of what we predict is going to happen. It's already out there. The pieces are already set on the chessboard. Please take this seriously. Now, if it takes 10 years to happen, well, then it takes 10 years to happen. But I don't think so. I think we're going to start seeing this become normal, the new normal with buyer agent commission not being an automatic entitlement on every transaction. I think we're going to start seeing that happen no more than maybe 12 to 24 months from now. You're going to have to be able to explain to your buyer why you're worth 25 or 3%. The buyer is going to say, after they listen to you talk, everything you just said is the same thing I can, the experience I can have if I go to the listing agents. I can go to the MLS. I can go to Realtor.com. I can go to you know, all these different sites, and I can get information, the same information that you're giving to me. Matter of fact, Mr. Buyer Agent, I'm the one telling you which houses I want to see. So what do I need you for? I can just negotiate a contract directly with the sellers, or I'll pay you $500 to negotiate a contract for me. You guys get it? This is what we predict is going to happen. Please put all your best energies every single day on focusing on becoming a powerful listing agent. That is the future for you in real estate. 99.9% .9 of you, I promise you, are not going to receive this message because it's going to be too intimidating. You're going to think we're too far out there. You're going to think what we're saying is too crazy. It will never happen. But I'm in today's podcast with an actual experience that Julie and I had. So you guys know, now this is, I'm 47, oh, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm 47. When Julie and I started selling real estate, we are early 20s. We've been married for almost, we're coming up on being married for 30 years. We've been married forever. Well, 26 years this year, I think, something like that. Anyway, Julie's not on anymore to correct me, so I'm pretty sure it's 26 years this year. So we got, uh, we've been selling real estate forever. Now, when we started selling real estate, there was no internet. <laughs> there was no way for buyers to circumvent agents. They had to essentially meet with an agent, and there were actual rules that you were not allowed. Now, I don't know if these were written or not, but there were actual rules you were not allowed to give out your MLS book. True story. I'm telling you guys a true story. We had this really great investor. He was a cop. He would fix up houses on the weekend. And, and he was just him and his his wife was a dentist. They're just a really sweet cu uh, couple. His name was Russ Stolenaker. So Russ, if you're still out there listening to us by chance, we remember remember you very fondly. And what Russ would do is he would go and buy these little nice first-time home buyer houses, and he'd make them super nice, and he'd sell them. And he, would, he wouldn't do that many. He would do maybe five or six per year. But he'd really do a great job. It was always great to see him put, uh, you know, make a house so nice, 
uh, for a potential first-time buyer. And he would do sometimes he would do this in marginal neighborhoods, and it was really kind of cool to be part of that process, you know, because people were able to buy homes and be in homes that they never thought they'd be able to afford that kind of thing. Really kind of cool. So. Here's the thing that happened with Russ. Russ was able to go look at properties himself. He was able to – because he was buying so frequently, he was buying houses in the actual area that he was driving as far as his uh, – you know, when he was a cop. He was a Columbus uh, City police officer. And so we gave him an MLS book. So true story. MLS book, we were REMAX agents at the time, was sitting on the counter in the REMAX office, and we put his name with a sticky pad on the you know, front of it, Russ, you know, for Russ. One of the other agents – we walked into the office. The book was sitting there. One of the other agents, I don't remember his name, was sitting in the waiting room waiting for Julie and I to come in, and he saw we'd left that book for one of our buyers, and he stood up and had started basically screaming at us and how we were violating every single holy law of real estate by giving away the almighty MOS book. He was pissed at us, and he wasn't just a little bit pissed either. His pissedness lasted years. But we knew – now, this was before the Internet, but we knew that we had to give our buyers the information that they wanted, how they wanted it. So we ended up basically ordering more MLS books, had other buyers like Russ, and we ended up basically you know, having a stack of MLS books sitting there on the counter. Then the Internet came around, and all the fears of that agent, that agent who screamed at us – if Julia were on, she'd remember his name – but all the fears of that agent came true. Everything that he was so fearful of, and by the way, he was mostly a buyer's agent, came true. He no longer could compete, and I'm pretty, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure he didn't stay in the business because the buyers didn't need him. He wasn't the gateway to the information anymore. They went around him. His value proposition didn't go beyond, at the time, I have the information, and if you want it, you have to come to me because buyers could go around him. That same, that you know, next wave is going to happen and it's going to affect commissions this time. So he didn't, you know, he foresaw that giving information, the MLS book in this case, to a buyer and buyers in general would somehow, you know, it, make it so that he was uh, obsolete. And he was right. It did. Um, and then you saw this, all this happened with the, you know, the, the industry was so panicked by the Internet. I mean, it's funny to say it because some of you guys are millennials and you've never known a world without the Internet. I, you can't even imagine a world without the Internet, but it happened. You know, I remember when cell phones came out, too. So what we have is we have this another change, a natural progression of the advancement of the industry as the information becomes more prolific and easily had, and as it becomes more normal for people to gather this information and make their own decisions themselves. And it only makes sense that the next thing that's going to happen is buyer agent commissions are going to be under attack. You guys can, you can't argue against it. And, and what, it, I don't mind that so much. I, okay, fine. But you guys, good salespeople will still be able to justify their commission to their buyers. To their buyers. This is the reason I bring you value, Mr. Buyer. This is the reason I, it's worth you paying me a commission. This is the reason, this is how much it's going to cost. But a vast majority of you won't. A vast majority of the brokerages that are dependent on buying buyer leads won't. Teams that have basically been you know, built up in the last 10 years since the housing crash, and you guys are heavily dependent on buying buyer leads, what's going to happen to you? All the Internet businesses out there that are basically selling buyer leads to agents, what's going to happen to you? So, guys, open your eyes. Realize that the progression of the business is definitely going to be towards being powerful listing agents, and that's where you have to have skill. That's where the real money's at in real estate, and it always has been and always will be. 
listen, I went a little bit long today. Julie's already on the Premier Coaching call, so make sure you guys who are in Premier Coaching get on that call. If you need us for anything, if you want to further this conversation, please email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, guys, please celebrate Fourth of July safely. Have a wonderful weekend, and remember, Premier Coaching members, go to the private Facebook page and take advantage of the free T-shirt thing, um, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun. Have a fantastic day, and we will talk with you on the uh, radio next week. Remember, you can go back and listen to any of our previous podcasts by going to timandjulieharris.com or, of course, iTunes or Stitcher. Have a great day. Happy Fourth of July. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.